0: Hey guys, welcome back to another Friday episode of the Average Money Podcast, where Brad and I are answering our listeners' questions live here on the podcast. So if you guys are interested in leaving a question for us to answer, we play it here on the podcast. We give our thoughts. Brad and I are not going over what we're going to say, what our answers are going to be, because it makes it a little bit more real that way. If Brad and I want to debate or whatever it may be regarding your all's questions, then so be it. Damn, it's going to happen. So guys, if you are new here, my name is JJ, and I am joined by the one and only good-looking man himself, Brad. How you doing today, buddy?
1: Always call me good-looking. I like it, but you need new material. I don't want to be good-looking anymore. It's like when the girl called you cute. I don't want to be cute. I want to be hot. Yeah, Brad, kind of cute. We had a good question tonight. I like talking options, and I also here's another reason I want to say this too, because some people will be like, "They're talking options. I have no idea. I'm out of here." Listen, 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 because stuff that you don't know now, you're gonna to want to know later. So just like always, use these conversations, even if you are a Dave Ramsey baby step two kind of person. At least listen, so when it comes up later, because it's gonna come up later, because you're already killing it. You'll be like, "Oh, I know where I can go back." This is one one of those days, and Scott leaves an awesome question from a beginner, which might be you.
0: So uh, today's question comes from Scott. Hey, Brad and JJ. This is Scott, a big fan of the podcast. I have a uh, quick question for you uh, both. Uh, My question has to do with uh, options trading. I am uh, fairly new uh, into the options trading. I haven't done it yet, but I'm looking into starting it soon. Uh, With somebody with little to no experience with options trading, uh, I was hoping you guys could go into uh, some detail on how somebody should start uh, getting into options trading. Uh, Thanks a lot.
1: So let me give you the evolution of everyone's options trading career. (laughs) (laughs) You hear about selling options, making lots of money. You find somebody that you're going to ask about it. They start talking to you, in all these terms and all these things, you have no idea. You get so intimidated. You're out. So you're like, okay, then you go and ask somebody else because you want more information. And they tell you it's the scariest, most bad thing in the world. And you're going to die and you're going to lose all your money. And your wife is going to divorce you. And you're like, all right, you're, you're so scared that you probably never look at it again. That's like the route. Now, some people don't have a wife or don't have this. They have no fear. So they don't take that answer from their friend and then they become Scott or they become me or they become JJ. I love these questions. And even when they can be so confusing, the reason I love them so much is because I've been there. So it's really easy for me to reiterate where I was then and what I'm doing now. So my advice, Scott is going to be 100% from personal experience and also to give you some of the lessons I learned. And then I'm, I'm sure JJ will have a similar story to tell and probably something to add. I pretty much found out about options on YouTube and pretty much the ads and the Lamborghinis. And I went through this similar thing. I got that confusing talk from a friend. Then I got the scary talk from a friend. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm like, I can figure this out. There's got to be a way. So I kept asking friends. And I think the first piece of advice and what I learned in that process was you need to find somebody that isn't all four options or all hates options. You need to find somebody that's middle ground, somebody that wants to explain it, but doesn't want you to do it. I found in my life, whenever people tell me about things, but don't necessarily reinforce the fact that I should be doing it, that's always a great, great indicator for me that it's something that might be a good thing. Kind of like the people above you never criticize you, so you don't worry about people that criticize you. If somebody wants to teach you options, and I'm one of those people and JJ is one of those people, if somebody wants to teach you options and they would probably suggest that you didn't start right now, that's the type of conversation and that's the person you want to learn from. So that's the first advice I have for a beginner. The next piece I'm going to go with is Start with the wheel, which is selling covered calls and selling cash secure puts. With the vernacular, it's always easy. It's always like people say like, oh, I bought a covered call. Buying and selling is very different. So I personally, as a beginner, am not going to suggest to anybody, even my really smart friends, to buy options first. There's just so much time to learn options that buying should not, too many things need to happen outside of your control, right? When we're a beginner, we want to kind of bring our control to as much as we have. And when you buy options, that's not going to be the case. So let's sell options first. So then we can kind of narrow it down to, all right, I'm going to sell a covered call or I'm going to sell a cash secure put really the simple difference between the two is the collateral of that option that you are going to use. Are you going to use 100 shares of a stock that you own as collateral? Or are you going to use the amount of money to purchase 100 shares of a stock as collateral? For me personally, and this is a mistake that I made, I started on the cash secure put side. And I said, I have this amount of money. I'm going to do that. Now, with that, you enter options immediately. You can literally say, like, I have five grand. I can, I can put up a strike price of $50. That's, that's fine. The reason that I now wish I started with the covered call, it comes back to more time and education. Not many people can just purchase 100 shares of a stock right off the bat. Most people are going to be building to 100 shares. Now, as I was building to 100 shares, I started saying to myself, okay, well, what am I going to do when I get to 100 shares? I'm going to do two things. I'm going to look at what the average cost that I paid for those shares and what would be a price that I'd be happy to sell them. Those are really the only two things you need to know about a covered call because when you write the covered call, the thing that they call the strike price is that price that you'd be willing to sell. Let's say you get to 100 shares of AT&T and you're at a strike price and you're at a cost basis of $25. And you're like if this thing ever gets to 30, I would sell all these 100 shares. Like I'd be super pumped if it got to $30. Then you set a covered call at $30 and that's the end of the day. Now, a positive byproduct of that is you're going to collect some premium. Somebody else is going to pay you money to enter that contract with them. That's that's a beautiful Beautiful thing, don't do the reverse. Here's my next piece of advice for a beginner: don't enter a covered call or a cash secure put according to the premium that you get paid. That's greed. Don't think about, oh, I'm going to do this because I'm going to go closer to the money because that's going to get me more premium. Nope, 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 nope. Set the look at that basis of what you what your basis is, what you want it to be. That's the end of the day. Now you might get to the point, and here's the last step. And then this ramble will end. Once you you either have two options after you know you're going to get to 100 chairs and you're ready to do this, you are going to go back to that initial friend that you felt faith in, or you're going to ask him where he learned from or she learned from, and you're going to go to those resources. So I'm going to do that right now. And I've really never really even said this. I had that friend, got me there, couldn't really get me much further. The resource I use to build me from where I am then to where I am now is an outstanding YouTube channel by Adam. And to be honest, I've reached out to him. He's a busy dude, hasn't gotten back to me. I know it's not he's not blowing me off. He just hasn't gotten back to me. But maybe you guys will tell Adam if somebody knows. He has a channel called In The Money, one word on YouTube. His presentation of options is so incredible. So obviously, I want you to go to Brad Finn and type in Brad Finn, covered call, Brad Finn, cash score put. But let me be that first friend. Let me be that like guy that's giving you the like getting you to wanna to buy hundred shares. When you get there, look up Adam or look up JJ and get that second step. That's really it snowballs really, really quickly. Once you sell your first covered call, the rest is history.
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna second that on on Adam's channel. In the money is a excellent resource to get a basic understanding of stock of options, but also get a further, a little bit of advanced understanding of options. So a uh, great, great plug there, by the way. And I definitely think it'd be a cool episode to have him on there. We need, we need to try and reach out. to. Him I did.
1: De- you're the, Hey, we all know that when Brad DMs somebody, it's, Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's, no, 30, thirty-two thousand subscribers. Does this guy know who? I, when JJ Buckner drops a DM, everyone gets hot and bothered. No, not at all. Because you just, uh, <laughs> yikes! No. So can you? Maybe you should reach out to him <laughs> while you're while you're at it. Can you call Mister Money Mustache? Get him.
0: On? <laughs> no doubt, man. That'd be sweet. But no, so. Brad, I mean, you nailed it, man. There's not much that I have to really explain on top of that, but I will take it maybe a little step further. So you nailed it with the wheel strategy. I do agree with that, but I think even that can be a little too advanced sometimes for beginners. So from the wheel strategy, Brad mentioned covered calls and cash secured puts. One is selling calls. One is selling puts. What I would recommend is a beginner to focus on one of those first. Don't worry about the wheel option, the wheel strategy. Don't worry how it works. Don't under- don't try to understand all that. Focus on one of those first. You make a decision that I'm either going to start selling covered calls or I'm going to start selling cash secured puts. Whichever one you decide, you hone in on that and you try to understand. Every single thing you can by that, by watching videos, reading books, reading blog posts, whatever it may be. I think that's very, very important. And then learn about the next one and then learn about the wheel strategy. It's kind of like a stepping stone. The next thing I do want to mention is, Brad, you said that you're not, you would never say like to go buy calls. So let me ask you this then, because I think this is something that if I was like thinking of me as a beginner again, I would be okay doing this, knowing what I know now, if I was a beginner and that's buying like a long-term call option. So if you're buying a long-term call option, you're, you're putting an expiration date on like two to three years out. So now practically you're, you're basically owning the stock, you know, like usually if you're buying a option in the money at the money or out of the money, within like a month's timeframe, no one has any idea that what that stock's going to do in a, in a four week span. But if you're talking two to three years, typically a stock is going to go up in price. You know, the stock market has a historical average of six to 8%. And generally it is going up every single year on occasionally if, you know, if we have a crash or whatever, but that's something else that I think a beginner could get a good, a good spot on to, to start is buying those long-term calls. I'm gonna rebut. Okay.
1: You use the word typically. And I wanna just explain to you what that word typically means and why I'm still not going to buy things first. And it's back to the thing where I said, let's try not to F up the least. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put the ball in your court here. I said one of the benefits of selling covered calls and Cash Secure puts is you get to choose your strike. Well, you, hold
0: up. Before we get any further, I will say that I don't, I'm not, I'm not debating on buying calls before selling calls or buying puts before selling puts. So I want to make that known.
1: So you're, so what were you saying about you saying that it might be a good option for somebody to try and buy. A if, loan somebody loan. Wants, if somebody wants,
0: if somebody's wants, wants to buy an option for a, chance to make six hundred percent in premium because that's what they're interested in buying options. Then I'm gonna say do a long buy a long call.
1: Right. If somebody's well, if someone's like I'm going to Brad, I'm not gonna do the wheel first. I, I'm not gonna sell, I'm going to buy okay, yes. I'm gonna tell you go yeah, as may, far as possible.
0: Maybe somebody's not looking for two, three hundred dollars in premium. Maybe they're me, looking
1: yes. I'm gonna tell them go far as possible. Yes. Now somebody that wanted to debate with me why it shouldn't be a first play. Because I'm sure there's people that would be. When I say that you can sell your strike price, that's the price that you want to sell or you want to buy. Your worst case scenario, in a in a selling uh, in a selling options scenario, is you are either getting a hundred shares at the price that you wanted, or you are selling shares at the profit that you wanted. Now, in both cases, right after that worst case scenario, worst case scenario, your put gets assigned and you have to buy 100 shares. The next day, you are going to write a call against them, collect more premium, just sell them back so that's not a big deal, and be right back where you were two weeks ago. The other worst case scenario is it gets assigned and you have to get those, those shares called away. Well, you already chose a price, then maybe you chose the wrong strike price, and that's a lesson you're going to learn, you know. So, for me, I just look at worst case scenario worst case scenario in a buy option, it does expire worthless, and you lose all of the money. That's kind of why I don't like spreads and things like that, too, because I always want there to be shares transacted in a worst case scenario. I always want there to be. I want to Some sort be, of ownership. Yeah, I want there to be some sort of ownership or shares or, or money. I want there to be an exchange of shares, one way or the other, giving them away or getting them back. But with spreads and things like that where your worst-case scenario now is is money, and people could say, like, well, if you sell a call, you sold it, but it went up 100% past that, that's not, like, a loss. That's a crap, you know? That's a like, oh, what if I would – but I don't know. I'm just – I'm for buying. I buy options. Mm-hmm. But – I'm saying you should, and this goes to your point, like learn everything first yeah. to the max. Like it should get you to six months. You should take you six months before you buy your first option.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think it's also very important to note that Brad and I both did start options trading by selling calls and puts. Yes. Neither one of us were buying. So that is that is something to note there that as a beginner, I do take that back. I was going to say my first i was going to say option yeah my first options trade was a i sold or i bought a put which actually would have been now that i look back to like beginner jj and like what could have happened i could have made a killing off that trade i bought a put against american airlines right near the beginning of covid because i knew their balance sheet i knew they weren't a safe company i knew it was going to go down travel was going to go down and i bought the put and what happened was is with Robin Hood, is my limit order I had set was like right in the middle. And by the time the market opened, because you can't make trades, you know, after hours or whenever the market's closed, the, the already the price has increased, meaning the amount of money I could have made would have already been killer amount. It increased so much that my limit order was just out of the question of getting filled. So that was technically my first order I've ever placed. But the first actual order to go through was me. uh, I actually sold a covered call.
1: And I kind of want to, I'm going to wrap up my piece with that because I, I remember, and you can call me a liar uh, when that happened, it kind of gave you a bad taste in your mouth. And at the time I've been, I've been selling calls and puts, and I don't think maybe we were on the same page of what we were doing. And it comes down to my final point. If you're a beginner, like if you're against trading options, say no, but not really mean it. Because when I kept saying to JJ after that video and, and that happened and it just didn't go right, it didn't feel right. And I'd be like, get back on board, try these calls, try these puts. And he was always being like, nah, it's not my thing. Not, but now I know you didn't really mean it. So that's go keep an open. What I mean is keep an open mind. If you hate it now. I'm telling you, there's nothing really to hate. Just maybe you have a little bit more to learn or you need to learn a different strategy that's good for you. Saying you don't like options is like saying you don't like sports. There is a soccer or a football or a baseball or something out there for everyone and they're not all the same. Not all sports are equal. Not all options are equal as well.
0: Yeah, I just want to say that, I mean, Brad, you nailed it at that point. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess I will owe all my options profits I make Thank you to you, you know, because you did keep me on board, to be honest. And I will say this like, I feel like so many people are strayed away from options trading because they think it's this very complex, you know, the stock market's already, you know, confusing in itself. And options are just a whole nother level where the high higher ups are, they're, they're the only ones that can touch that. That's not true. You know, if you, it's just like anything in life, if you just take and learn the basics, this can be a very profitable way to earn some extra income. Brad, correct me if I'm wrong. You earned a a decent amount, correct? From, from premiums on like selling covered calls and cash secured puts.
1: So my public options portfolio, I'll give you some numbers because the year just ended. I don't know when this is going to come out because we're kind of filming out. But yeah. I started the Robinhood options like on my YouTube channel, which is documented about mid-May. Okay, so $0 premium made in May. I finished off the year with a portfolio that never went higher than $12,000 that sold primarily the wheel strategy with four stocks under $50. And I think I made $7,000 in premium from May to December. And During that time from May to November, I didn't sell, I didn't buy any options publicly, but now I'm doing that. And the, the 2023 buy options that I have that are open are probably in the neighborhood of another couple thousand dollars of potential profits, not counting growth in just collecting pre on things that aren't like wacky like Wells Fargo AT&T Those premiums are like $10-$12 weekly
0: and stocks that you're okay to own if you have to own them
1: yeah I was I mean I was okay I mean I have a I have a history with Wells Fargo and it, we can talk the wheel for days and it's hard on a yeah. podcast it's better off if we do it on YouTube one day but the reason that I broke even on Wells Fargo was essentially when I sold the premium I subtracted that from my cost basis So I use the premiums that I sold my calls my puts on to lower my cost basis. I have some stocks in my portfolio where if you subtract the premiums paid from the money I put in to get the 100 shares, I'm even. I'm playing with house money.
0: And hedge hedge funds do that. They hedge their bet using options. I mean, it happens all the time. It's just your typical average Joe American knows nothing about it. We digress
1: digress from options. We can talk options. It's hard, though.
0: it, It is. But that's why we also love options, though. You know, I mean, it's definitely a whole nother good income source. And I do think somebody like Brad and I, who, you know, we are like the typical, just average dudes that usually when you hear options, it's like some big Wall Street guy or whatever or some dude like on a jet like, no, we're just two typical dudes who trade options online. And, you know, we've we've started from not barely knowing anything, and it's definitely taking some mistakes. You know what? There's one thing I do want to add in here now that I'm talking that I, I thought of, is maybe think about like opening up a, a paper trade account and, and paper trading options that's basically using fake money. And you can do this with a platform like TD Ameritrade, Thinkorswim, where you get a, a certain amount of setup. Of fake money and you can go use options trades. And the good part about this is, is you get to practice just how that, how setting a trade works. How, how does it actually work to go sell a call? What do you have to do? What buttons do you have to press? So it's really, it is really nice to be able to do that on fake money before you're doing it on your own money, where it could be a, a bit of a loss if you don't know exactly what's going on.
1: The, the rules of options are the same in the rules of life. Don't worry too much about what other people are doing don't really be too greedy because greed will get you. And if you don't know something, ask somebody because the guy standing on the wall doesn't learn anything.
0: 100%, man. Well, Brad, I'm going to wrap this one up, man. This was a, a great, great question from Scott. And you know, like I said, options can be scary. It can be something that maybe seems a little advanced, but once you really get down to the nitty gritty of it, if you have been investing in the stock market, it is maybe something you want to think about, at least looking into to see it being a whole nother income source or or whatever it could be. But guys, without further ado, that wraps up Friday's voicemail or whatever we want to call these these episodes. Is Um, Is it
1: without further ado when you start something, not when you end something?
0: Well, we're going to roll with this one tonight, Brad. Without further ado, we're in in this thing. (laughs) But no, guys, again, we really do appreciate it. We thank every single one of you who are listening to the podcast. We are growing. So that's exciting. But guys, if you could, please leave a review. It does really help out the podcast. And you can do that just by going to Apple Podcasts if you're an Apple user. But guys, I'm going to end it here. Thank you so much. And until the next one, you guys take care.